0: The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. I pledge allegiance to the
1: flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Next, we will go to roll call.
2: Commissioner Yasasi. Present. Commissioner Ruppart. Commissioner Lanier. Present. Commissioner Moody. Present. Commissioner Jones. Here. Commissioner O'Connor. Present. Mayor Bliss.
1: Yes. Uh, Next, that will take us to public comment, but before we go to that, I want to introduce our interpreters, so if you need assistance tonight with interpretation services, um, we have someone who can help you with that, so
3: uh, go ahead. Thank Thank you. Good evening. We're pleased to provide Spanish interpretation services this evening. This includes interpretation during the meeting and for those who want to provide public comment. Buenas noches. Estamos complacidos de proveer servicios de interpretación en español esta noche. Esto incluye interpretación durante la reunión y para aquellos que quieran proveer comentario público. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, next up will take us to public comment on agenda items. Again, this is specific to agenda items, so after you share your name and the city you live in, we're going to ask you to be explicit on what item you're speaking to, and you'll be given up to three minutes to speak. So I'll open up this first opportunity for public comment.
4: Very pleasant. Good evening, everyone. Watchdog Miller uh, reporting into the House of the People. Let's get to work. Uh, on... Uh, the handout I uh, wanted to add but I failed to add, add today uh, on uh, why not consider for name changes uh, on uh, Dr. King? Uh, why not go after 28th Street or 32nd Street? You have all these alternatives or various streets that are uh, that are uh, neutral uh, or even Hall Street was named after Hall in, in the late 1800s. Uh, uh, getting back to the main, so I will be. I guess I'll have to file a TRO on it in, in federal court for the reason it's given here in your five 5 page handout. It's just a uh, preliminary draft. Uh, I'm still collecting my thoughts on this. The librarians, uh, anybody got a chance to go in to uh, uh, really research this? So it's simply a f- tentative uh, first draft as I collect my thoughts on this. Uh, 9B7 uh, 250 grand. Uh, this is typically absurd. $7,000 per bus shoulder, on the shoulders as I uh, mentioned, the pretrial, pedal, on every single the over 100 bus shoulders in the and in the metro. We need massive signs. No, as an no, radio smoking. She quasi agreed to it, but nothing's been done for th- for three minutes on it. Nine three three. This watchdog is suspicious of something called uh, uh, Parade uh, Builders down on 9D2. Uh, uh, UICA, uh, the Ferris Building. Uh, well, gave it away to Ferris State for one uh, one million dollars. It was built in 1917. 104 years old. New York is, has. Uh, uh, taking their uh, p- similar post office and I think it's the entrance to Pennsylvania Station. So uh, please use, uh, execute eminent domain on either uh, the Ferris building there, a uh, the block away would be an ideal for circling on four sides. I made many c- clever uh, schemes, routing schemes around that building. Uh, use eminent domain to get it forward to bring our uh, uh, our, arts, our uh, 20 bus line up back, back downtown. Uh, the other uh, alternative is uh, the uh, art museum building. uh donated by, by Peter Wega. It's called the Rosa Parks Circle. But Rosa Parks, uh, please research, research this. Rosa Parks had a better deal in Montgomery in 1955. She had a one-block bus, uh, bus walk from uh, Courthouse Square in Montgomery. All right, Mr. Miller, your
1: time's up. Your time's up. All right, others who wish to be heard on action items. All right, seeing none, we're going to close that public comment period, and we'll move to approval of the minutes. Can I get a motion? So
5: moved, support.
1: support. All right, moved and supported. Commissioners, any comments about the approval of the minutes from our last meeting? All right, I'll call the question. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed? It carries. Right next that will take us to petitions and communications
2: uh, first one is a communication from Tennille Harkness regarding their resignation from the Mobile GR Commission
1: that is referred to the Committee on Appointments
2: um, six communications received expressing support for the proposed street name changes
1: that is received and filed
2: uh, communication received from Jonathan Hicks regarding climate change
1: that's received and filed
2: and communication received from heartside downtown including recommendations for the city commission
1: that is also received and filed All right that will take us to reports of city officers
2: first one is comptroller's report for the period of September 15 2021 through September 28, 2021 in the amount of
1: $25,363,687.15. That is received and filed.
2: And finally, a treasurer's report for the period of September 11, 2021 through September 24, 2021.
1: And that is also received and filed. Right next up, will take us to consent agenda. So our consent agenda has items on it uh, that we talked about earlier today in one of our standing committee meetings uh, where there was a unanimous vote. So tonight with one voice vote, those items will be adopted. Commissioners, can I get a vote for the consent agenda?
6: So votes. Support.
1: All right. Moved and supported. Uh, Any questions or comments? We had a long day, busy day. All right. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? It carries. All right, and that will take us to, let me flip my pages here. So we do not have any items removed from consent. And, Commissioners, we don't have any ordinances or resolutions tonight. Uh, A little bit unusual. Uh, And so that will take us to our last opportunity for public comment tonight. So this is our last opportunity. This is for items that uh, are on any other topic that you wish to speak to. Uh, So the same rules apply. We ask that you share your name, the city that you live in, and you'll be given up to three minutes to speak. All right, uh, the public comment period's now open.
7: Hello, my name is Jalen Reynolds. Um, I have been pondering different approaches to tackling the issues today and uh, as it currently stands in relationship to activism and its role in the community, I currently have a Appointment with the county uh, prosecuting attorney Christopher R Becker, and um, I want to speak with the city attorney Anita Hitchcock. And I spoke with uh, Commissioner Lanier earlier, and I also heard the name Angela Ross mentioned. And you know, I want to coordinate with with uh, Miss Ross, but. If you have time in your schedule, Commission, I mean, City Attorney Hitchcock, I would like to be able to email you, coordinate you, and, you know, just have an honest, open discussion about different ways that the issues that we as the young people in the activist community can resolve the issues in office as a way to bring the activism to the offices and work in and out of the confines of you know formal procedure and i want to be able to bridge some of the gaps if i can you know i can't make any guarantees you can't make any guarantees but i definitely do want to wholeheartedly find a way to where we can resolve these issues and resolve them as grown people adults and I know usually I come in here with, you know, demagoguery speeches. That's cool, but you know, I, I know that the goal in any conflict is to bring it bring it to the table. And you can't go to war forever and you have to find a way where we can meet each other where we are. And that's where I'm reaching out to you City Attorney Hitchcock and um Angela Ross if we can find some time in our schedules to coordinate. That's all I have to say today, and I yield my time.
1: Thank you, Jalen. All right, others wish to be heard?
0: Hello, once again, you guys know who I am. I'm Allie, the president of Just for Black Lives, as well as a lifelong Grand Rapids resident. Um, about two weeks ago, myself and others stood before you all to discuss the incident that took place on September 25th. We were beaten, thrown to the ground. Some of us were even hospitalized despite GRPD's statement. People were injured, Chief Payne, just so you know. Um, I don't have my splint on to prove it, but I was. <laughs> um, some of us, like I said, some of us are hospitalized all due to the complete disregard for, for human life from the GRPD. They'd rather see us hurt than actually hear anyone's voice be, from a megaphone. Like, do you not understand... How ridiculous this all is, like so many charges for using a megaphone over over sound, peaceful protests are bleeding on the very street you all voted to name after Breonna Taylor, all because of a law that even the ACLU says goes against First Amendment rights. Not to mention the fact, like I said before, it's sound. All the fuss is about something that you can't even see and something that can be easily manipulated just based off of where you are standing, especially in the city. Sound echoes differently depending on if you're surrounded by buildings or if you're in an open area. It's it's all ridiculous, especially given the fact that it's the 100 feet vertically and horizontally. How are you going to measure sound? Who's out here with a measuring tape, oh, I hear over here, it's, it's illegal. Like, I just, I just don't understand that, especially when it's applied selectively. Literally only black people get arrested for this. Um, anyways, truth is, it's really not even about the noise ordinance, and it's been made very clear, because like I said, only black people that speak out against the police are being arrested for this. Because if me and Donnie were on the megaphone saying blue lives matter, we wouldn't have any noise ordinance charges. But instead, we're out her saying things like match my energy.
8: A C A B. What's that mean? That means fuck Okay. Okay.
0: okay. I'm going to recess this meeting.
1: You and maybe I need to remind everyone about the rules in this space even though I've said it multiple times and I know all of you are well awo- well aware of the procedures in the space. And I'm going to ask you to respect them. I am going to ask you to respect the rules in the space or I will re- I will recess. And we will come back together and finish this meeting after this room has been removed. Uh, you know what, Ellie, your time is up. Your time is up. Okay. All right, with seconds, your time is up. If there's another outburst in this space, I will recess this meeting. I will. Ellie, your time is up. Okay, with seconds. Your time is up.
8: in the third ward of so-called Grand Rapids. I'm coming before you today because I'm confused. You know, I hear a lot from people in positions of power that we should be looking out.
1: Mr. Miller, do not yell from the back of the room. You know, pause the time for a minute, please. So I'm going to remind everyone in this space that this needs to be a space where people can be heard, regardless of their opinion, whether you agree with their opinion or not. That is why we have rules in this space so that anyone who comes forward can be heard by the selected party. So I'm gonna ask you to, I know many of you have been to these commission meetings in the past, and I have repeated the expectations for this space to make sure that people feel comfortable voicing their opinion. And I'm gonna ask you, including you, Mr. Miller, I do not want you standing up one more time in the back and yelling up here, or I'm gonna ask you to leave.
8: You bring up a very interesting point, Mayor, because you said you want everyone to feel comfortable to speak. And yet we've added two more police officers to this room who weren't there previously. How am I supposed to feel comfortable speaking when the people who assault my friends week after week are sitting up there? The very people who assaulted a group of peaceful protesters because they wanted one black woman to stop using her voice. If you're speaking of good cops, well, this sure isn't it. Unless you think it's okay that people were brutalized in the streets, that my friends have contusions on their ribs, that we have bruises all over our bodies, because they wanted to stop one black woman from using her voice. Do you think that that is acceptable? Because unless you, you know, actually condemn the bad police who we have shown you and told you are out there performing racism on the city of Grand Rapids. You recently declared racism a public health crisis and I see no justice for those who were wrongfully arrested, for those who were assaulted by police. How many of you think this is acceptable? If you, if you want to say, oh, you know, there's a few bad apples in the barrel, then address those bad apples. Address the officers who are assaulting peaceful protesters. Arrest the officers who are in the streets harassing black citizens daily. Maybe you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Is it a few bad apples? Or are you ignoring the violence that happens in this city because it makes you uncomfortable to address it? Because you don't think it's good PR? So it's good PR to say that there's a problem, but what are you doing about it? Black Lives Matter.
9: Hi, my name is Gus. I'm here in support of Justice for Black Lives Matter. I'd like to demand that GRPD be defunded down to a mandatory 32%. A militarized police force does not deter crime. Social systems that address the source of the crime does. We're too focused on punishment of crime and not the actual stopping of crime. Police need to be held accountable for their mistakes. They need their own liability insurance because I'm tired of the citizens of GR paying for GRPD to commit crimes. I'd like to talk about October 2nd. There was a March for Reproductive Rights. It went really well. I was happy with that march. I'd like to also point out that it was a predominantly white march. As we crossed Fulton and Monroe, a GRPD officer asked us which way we were going. Let me help you guys out. Let me direct traffic. Had that group not been predominantly white, then that would have been a very different interaction. Because again, the noise. We were using megaphones. We were shouting. We were in the street. Had this been not a predominantly white group, I don't think we would have made it that far. I don't think we would have made it off the Blue Bridge, to be perfectly frank. We keep getting up here and telling you guys about these violations of our rights and we're dismissed every time. When are we getting action? Because we demand action. Defund GRPD. Black Lives Matter. I yield my time.
1: All right. Others wish to be heard?
10: Hello, my name is Andra. I live in Grand Rapids. I'd like to address my concerns when it comes to the policing at St. Mary's Hospital. I know you said you guys were gonna put that on hold um, for now. A hospital should always be a safe place and a place of healing for any and all people who seek treatment. An overwhelming percentage of patients coming to the ER suffer from some form of mental illness. Some have past or present addictions, The last thing someone needs when seeking help for their mental crisis is to feel discouraged from even seeking help in the first place. More people are going to die because they don't feel safe coming to their local emergency room. That blood will be on your hands. It has been proven in other studies that having police intervene in hospitals only increases violent incidences. Mentally ill patients are 16 times more likely to be victims of police brutality. One out of every four people killed by police suffered from a mental illness. Johns Hopkins University reports that 23% of shootings that occur inside a hospital are from the distressed patients or family members grabbing the officer's gun. If we implemented the same reform bills like those in Oregon State or San Francisco nationwide, where we dispatched weaponless advocates trained to de-escalate instead of armed police to respond to community crisis issues of mental health and homelessness, many patients could be saved. The following cases are only a few examples of why hospital policing is a dangerous idea. I took these examples from the Scientific American Journal. In 2016, Alan Peen, a 26-year-old black college student with bipolar disorder, was singing naked when two Houston police officers stormed into his hospital room and shot him in the chest before handcuffing him to a gurney. Jonathan Warner, 28 years old, was left paralyzed after being shot in the spine at Lynchburg General Hospital. Ruben Jose Herrera, 26 years old, with bipolar disorder, was killed by a Los Angeles police officer in the middle of the Harbor UCLA Medical Center emergency room. I am begging you to hold off on contracting police at St. Mary's. There is no oversight team to ensure accountability for any wrongdoings by the police. Police are known to escalate, use excessive force. Your time's up. Thank you. Your time's up. Please rethink. Please think. Do research.
1: Thank you. Your time's up. Others who wish be heard?
11: Hello, my name is Timothy Salisbury. I'm almost 61 years of age, and I don't know where I will be sleeping tonight. Sadly, my issue is not unique and is a growing problem in Grand Rapids. While I understand our city leaders need to get more housing into downtown Grand Rapids, it has come at a terrible price. People are being pushed out, and cannot afford the big city rents that are now the result of all of this construction of new apartments in the area. I have tried to make a living as a low income individual. I don't have a car, I ride a bike everywhere. Since the recession, I've worked mostly on homes in the historic districts near downtown, but now I can't afford to live near downtown. I'm being driven out. I'm just trying to make a working man's living pay for the roof over my head, what can our city try that's different? I went to look at some of the art prize work recently and in the course of traveling around downtown, I was appalled to see the number of people up and down Monroe Mall sleeping in doorways and across the river. At our museum, there is a whole tunnel along the Grand River under a bridge with probably 30 people sleeping in it. Surely our city can do better by these people. I've had plenty of time to make observations. I believe Grand Rapids should consider several alternative kinds of housing. I have noticed the old empty project rehab building. It would be a wonderful place to have workforce boarding like the old YMCA. There is surely a need in our city. When a gentleman wants to get away from that culture at the mission and get away from the dangers of the street, he needs a safe place to get on his feet, get a room, go to a cafeteria, get a meal and have himself prepared for work the next day. I also would like to see our city give serious consideration to rezoning for alternative housing, such as tiny houses, repurpose shipping container houses, Not everyone needs to leave such a large carbon footprint. Our city must innovate if we are ever to solve homelessness. I'm just one of many. Homeless encampments can be found all over our city and all over our county. It is evidence that we have a vast need to fix our broken housing model for the unhoused. I would encourage our city to look at what they do in Portland, Oregon. as just one example. They destruct or they deconstruct derelict homes while teaching skills to others, and salvaging the building materials. They also condense, try to condense all of the agencies to work under one umbrella. Thank,
1: thank you, Mr. Mr. Salisbury. I'm sorry your time is up, but if you if you have written comments, you're welcome to leave them with us, uh, and we'll follow up. So thank you.
12: my name is Mark, I'm from Grand Rapids. Well, I see that the ongoing battle continues. And I have a theory about this. Now, I don't know these, these people for justice for black lives. But I have a theory about this. think they're not I don't think GRPD is going after the whole group they're targeting three individuals the one who the the young lady who just spoke earlier and one of her friends a transgender person who spoke earlier as well and the guy who's not here I don't know why they're going after them they have I think they got they put the bullseyes on their backs because they're speaking up for what they believe in. I mean, let's just be for real. This is not like the UCLA protests in 1966, where the entire student body covered all eight lanes of the 405 to, because their football team was denied a bid to the Rose Bowl. I mean, we are talking about three individuals and time and time and time, I keep hearing that they get beat up, stomped on, kicked on. Something has to be done here. I keep saying, why don't both sides sit together and talk about this? But no one wants to to listen. Out the grievances. They don't say nothing and keep on keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's not going to work. Because what's going to happen is someone will be killed, and you don't want what happened in Southern California back then happened here. But if you do, that chaos is going to fester. And there's nothing that's going to stop it.
13: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Others who wish to be heard?
13: Good evening, my name is Michael Williams. I live at 149 Hausman in the second ward. Um, I've come here previously representing decriminalized nature. I work very closely with Mobile GR and DGRI on uh, pathways, uh, transportation around the city. Um, and I respect this space and I respect what its purpose is. For many years I've been an activist and I used to take to the streets with a bullhorn. And I've seen the difference between what a white man with a bullhorn and a black man with a bullhorn, or a transgendered person with a bullhorn, what the differences are. Last, uh, last meeting two weeks ago, you made three very blanket statements. Climate change as a public health crisis, racism, as a public health crisis and support for decriminalized nature initiatives without actually decriminalizing nature. I'd like to remind you that the young people in this room will be voting. They will be registering their friends to vote, and all of your seats are at stake. I'd like to remind you that words without action are meaningless and you were elected to these positions to take action, to do the right thing. I can't speak for these other groups because I have not been active with them. But I have seen the racism present by our police force. I've experienced it firsthand. And as a longtime activist who has since left the streets and started fighting in chambers such as this, I wish to voice that very clearly because I, too, will register people to vote. Last meeting, Mayor Bliss, you said you would contact our, official, our elected officials at the state level in support of Senate Bill 631 to decriminalize nature at the statewide level. I hope you followed through with that. Commissioner Lanier, you said you would you support this with some more research, with some more discussion. I hope those wheels are moving. I encourage any of you, if you have questions on this, as a statewide leader and a national leader in that movement, contact me. I would love to have this conversation and put you in touch with the resources you do not have, apparently. But I would also point out, even though we push this as a public health issue, this is about betterment of people's lives. This is about spiritual freedom and this is about progress for our city from its suffering. Thank you.
1: Thank you, all right. Others wish to be heard?
14: Hello my name is Alan Traxler. I live in Granville and I am part of the Sunrise Movement. I am asking the City Council to please re-examine the proposal uh, in regard to climate change. The resolution to be carbon neutral for 80% of municipal buildings by 2030 seems milquetoast. Um, as a group, we were displeased that the climate justice portions were not addressed and asked you to uh, reevaluate and make something that is uh, courageous because time is of the essence. Uh, climate change is real. It's having real effects and has to be addressed. I yield the rest of my time
1: thank you all right others wish to be heard will you share your name please in the city that you live in
15: before i share my name i'm going to make a demand that this this meeting become more accessible for people who can't make it we're going to keep reminding you of that Uh, it's very improper and unprofessional slash unfair for this meeting to not be accessible by phone that's unacceptable my name is donnie and i live in the third ward i am a vice president i am the vice president of justice for black lives and i come in today to show to ask and demand that the city changes and acknowledges where their direct, where our future is headed. I'm begging and pleading that we make better choices and what I mean by making better choices, I mean by not, yes, is racism a public health crisis? Yes it is, but without proper steps to acknowledge, address and process those steps, we're not doing anything. That's why we call it a blanket. I need y'all to further acknowledge the fact that if you don't acknowledge the community, the community is going to acknowledge you by 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, and all of you are up for debate on that. So you can lose all of your jobs or you can listen to the community. That's your choice. I'm also here to talk about the Accountability insurance that we would love to demand for GRPD. We'd love to see GRPD demand or defunded to the mandated 32%. Uh, I feel that that's very graceful uh, based off of the (coughs) based off of the aggression that they love to demonstrate to our black and brown community. Um, I think it's very uh, graceful to allow them to be able to still operate, even though our numbers for crime rate has going up, but the cost to live here is also going up. That doesn't make any sense to me. And you can shake your head as all you want to, Mark Washington, but again, we're going to find out who elected you in that seat to get you out of that seat as well, because you're not doing your job. I also would like to point out the fact that this meeting this meeting needs to be live streamed and continue to be live streamed and I'm wondering why isn't it why is it not live streamed right now. I'm also wondering why the conversation between all of us is not a conversation we come here and we tell you our complaints we come here and we tell you the things but yet to be ignored I'm not exactly sure why we're being ignored but I'm done and we are done with the blanket of ignorance that you put over the city black lives matter
1: all right others who wish be heard and and I should clarify our city clerk just confirmed commissioners it is this meeting is live stream Others wish be heard.
16: Good evening. My name is Eileen, and I live in Grand Rapids's third ward. Um, I'm just here to communicate that I am also concerned about what happened to the Justice for Black Lives protesters. I'm a little bit confused about how they could have been trying to get a permit to use a blow horn, such as they had seen similar protest groups use, and such as similar protest groups on that day were permitted, and how they were specifically told they couldn't get one. They were trying to communicate with GRPD about what exactly it is that they had to do to, be in, um, in, um, to comply with the law in the city in order to continue to do their protest, and they were getting very mixed messages about how to do that. And I'm not entirely sure how this sort of offense of speaking, maybe speaking too loudly, uh, escalated to the point of violence uh, escalated to the point of trying to put people in jail even momentarily even if for a day because that can really derail someone's life and their ability to fulfill their responsibilities either to their employer to their landlord to childcare. care um, and I don't know why this wasn't Maybe even as simple as a citation, a fine, a ticket i don't know why people had to be injured i 'm not sure that this is a good decision for people to be making while they are armed and responsible for maintaining um, our our laws and maintaining you know peace in the city i don't know if that is the kind of decision-making that I approve of and not uh, the kind of decision-making that I want my taxes going to allowing people to do I am kind of surprised that we're only asking for GRPD's budget to be reduced to 32 percent. I think it could be reduced lower. Of course I'm not sure if GRPD has submitted what its expense reports are and what they think uh, is necessary in order to you know provide security for the city, but personally to me I just I wouldn't feel secure if I were using a megaphone to express, you know, dissent to how the city is doing things or how GRPD is doing things, and then would later get um, wounded by GRPD for doing that. Uh, Thank you.
17: Mayor, before you go to the other speaker, my understanding is that we were having technical difficulties with Facebook. We started a meeting streaming live, but the meeting is still available live stream on YouTube.
1: Thank you. I can see it on the clerk's computer, so.
3: Hi, Um, my name's Lou. I'm from the Second Ward. I actually wasn't planning to attend tonight because um, I have a couple kidney infections, so I'm not feeling well. However, your video was not accessible on YouTube or Facebook. It could possibly be now. I haven't looked again in about 10 minutes or so. Um, Every week we do demand that you make these meetings accessible by allowing People to phone in from home and do these public comments I know that would have been a really great option for many of us Um, I know I would have used it this evening Um, when I didn't see that it was on it worried me it worried me a lot because I'm like wondering what's going on in the city to begin with we only get a short glimpse when we're here so not having those meetings readily available for folks is concerning Um, I'd like to talk about a couple things today Um, The unhoused encampments are beginning to get swept or get they are getting threats of being swept within the next two weeks so that has begun to happen Um, these are camps I know of one who I talked to just this week who um, they're in a pretty secluded spot the hot team has engaged with them and so far the hot team has been kind to them however now as of last week they've been they've been given two weeks to move where are these people supposed to move right where are these people supposed to go um, the hot team again is not a solution um, telling people that there's a shelter is not a solution when you can only bring one bag or tote into a um, shelter with you that's not a solution for housing when you're sleeping in bunks surrounded by many a different folk and you can only bring like your phone or your medication on person with you to sleep that's not housing Um, so those are some things that I constantly come up here and speak on because it's something that I see in my community because I choose not to look away from them which I wish the community would choose not to look away from the unhoused they're human too there are neighbors there are community members so please like start looking at these people as humans not numbers they're humans Um, Again, I would like to touch on GRPD. What we've been seeing is especially heinous, their acts. I'm asking again that the Kent County Prosecutor's Office and the Sheriff's Department and the Public Safety and everyone on this commission truly think hard about dropping those charges against protesters because what you are doing is you are only furthering communal problems when we are slapping charges on innocent folks for using their First Amendment right to speak their mind. Throwing someone out of this meeting today is again we're playing two different cards with the same issue. When Mr. Miller comes up here it's much different than when Allie comes up here and we know that we see that. The fact that that wasn't recorded today, the fact that that wasn't streamed live is suspicious. So again please drop the charges. Please start listening to your community like We pay y'all, right? This is our tax dollars. Thank you.
1: Others wish to be heard?
18: Hi, my name is Laney and I live in the Third Ward. Um, How can you say that this is a safe space for all voices when last time a racial slur was used and your response, Mayor Bliss, was to scold those who had an appropriate response to a racial slur? Um, instead of actually addressing the issue, that doesn't make people feel safe here. Grand Rapids is not a place where all voices can be heard because in this city, peaceful protesters are brutalized, hospitalized, and arrested. This is not a city where everyone is welcome. And we see that as Grand Rapids is ranked one of the worst cities for black residents, and black residents are currently being pushed out through gentrification. We have to solve this housing crisis, people are losing where they live, rent prices are going up, um, and it's just gonna keep getting worse as the city grows. We have to have solutions for these problems as we grow. We've demanded again and again that money be invested in the black community instead of a violent and oppressive police force. You know that this is what we want, you know that this is what people are asking for in Grand Rapids and all over the country. Uh, the question is do you really care if Grand Rapids is a place for everyone or do you want or do you just want us to believe that Black lives matter thank you
1: thank you all right any final comments all right I'm going to close this public comment period and I'm going to turn to my colleagues and I will start tonight uh, on this side I'll start over here with Commissioner O'Connor all right Commissioner Jones
6: Thank you mayor and uh, thank you to uh, all who've come out this evening to speak. I just want to take a moment to uh, extend my thanks, um, heartfelt thanks, to to our two colleagues, uh, both Commissioner Lanier and uh, Commissioner Yasasi, for their presence and their work uh, regarding the name change of uh, both Franklin and Granville. Thank you for your, again, for your presence and for your representation, and I um, I guess I've been around long enough to to recognize the you know, just how big of a deal it is. I think for some it might be seen as perhaps um, you know just something that is a, um, a formality. Um, but uh, I think you made the point very well earlier, a commissioner Lanier, in terms of the impact that it had on you when you were speaking to some of the elders uh, in our uh, city about uh, about the name change. And I think that. My hope, ultimately, though, is that we will, um, and and even recognizing those who uh, perhaps were opposed to uh, the the name change, I think that that uh, very much comes with the territory. Uh, I don't think that, I think it's relatively impossible to um, have a, um, have it where everyone uh, involved or those who are either, uh, who live near or have a business on those two uh, streets would be in full support, um, and so I, I respect their uh, their decision to, uh, to to not support it. But I'm happy that um, that the, the vast majority of folk who were communicated to, uh, who you spoke with, who were uh, engaged, uh, showed support for it. And I uh, I think uh, what excites me is, you know, again, once those signs begin to change, I'm hoping that the uh, that they will. Uh, hopefully spark a challenge to individuals as they drive down those two streets in terms of um, really meeting the challenge that has been put out there historically by that of Dr. King or Cesar Chavez, and that is to uh, to lean in, to engage in service, um, and to do it in such a way to where it is uncomfortable. And so I appreciate it. And I think it was, it was said earlier, it was, it was interesting, it was said earlier about um, you know, the, There are those who just kind of refer to as MLK, uh, some who may mention the whole name. Um, and, and it's uh, just, I think it's a good time. Um, it's, it's also a good challenge uh, with regards to those in the clergy community, because it wasn't just Dr. Martin Luther King, it was Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And so my hope is that the clergy community in particular would look to see it as a challenge and recognize the opportunity before, uh, before us uh, to, uh, again, lean in, on some of these issues that he leaned into, and uh, as a result, uh, his life was cut short. Uh, but there's no doubt that he has laid the groundwork for us and, the, and has planted a good seed for us to, uh, to, to follow. So again, thank you to my colleagues for your, your presence and your efforts. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Commissioner Wilson. Uh, Commissioner Moody?
5: Thank you, Madam Mayor. I, too, echo the words of Commissioner Jones. Being a grand repentant of Grand Rapids and growing up in this city, and over a period of time, at one time, attending these city commission meetings in the days when we were talking about changing Division Street to Martin Luther King and also focusing on uh, Cesar Chavez uh, change with uh, Granville years ago. Uh, his brain has brought a, a joy to my heart. I was uh, a little bit emotional this morning, didn't say anything because I was very uh, excited over the history lesson that commissioner lanier gave us into why franklin street was named had got his name in the first place uh, which was very uh, overwhelming for me uh, so back in that day uh, there was a structure in place uh, that took place that they had the power to do it i think at this point in time as we see young people today seeking change change is here uh, and we have to look at the fact that how do we promote that change and to make it prevalent today Martin Luther King, Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. I attended Morehouse in 1977, and his son, Marty King, and I became good friends. We ran the AU Center together. Now, when I say ran, we jogged. We didn't chase nobody, so don't Mm -hmm. go around thinking that. And Marty and I became good friends. And uh, to be able to know that at this point in time that I'm in a place where history is taking place, and I give kudos to you, Commissioner Yasasi, and Commissioner Lanier. Kent County Commissioner Robert Womack and uh, Mrs. Lupe Ramos, I thank you for staying the course and not giving up. Tonight, uh, Commissioner Yasasi and I, along with city manager, had an opportunity to go over to the Grand Rapids Department Award promotional ceremony, which was also exciting. So there are some exciting things that are taking place and to see people get promotions and to see our cities promoting a change in street naming Opens up a new light for our city and opens up a new pathway in the direction that I think we're going in Thank you. I applaud you all of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you Commissioner Moody. Commissioner Lanier
19: Thanks mayor Um, Thank you Commissioners um, Jones and Moody for your your remarks I'd like to just highlight and not as lengthy as it was earlier (laughs) (laughs) And and as Commissioner Moody said, a a history lesson, so it won't be that this evening. But I just want to thank the Honorable Lupe ramos Montani. I don't know if she's still in the audience, but thank you. And to Commissioner Robert S. Womack for co-chairing the March Committee. And to all of the members of the March Committee, which also includes my colleague, um, Commissioner Isasi, Um, For the dedication that has gone into this work, Um, we've been meeting for two years, but the efforts are decades long, and so I am proud um, to to sit on this dais with all of you. And I thank you all for your support today to um, to unanimously name the streets of Granville to Cesar Chavez and Franklin Street to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, And I think I'll just end there. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Commissioner.
1: Commissioner Ruppert?
14: yeah, thanks mayor um, I just a couple of things that I want to say first thank you to, to the mayor for raising money the mayor's greening initiative was this weekend they planted 250 trees in Burton Heights uh, with the help of a lot of volunteers and friends of Grand Rapids parks and especially thankful that a tree was planted in honor of Angelica Velasquez who's just um, an incredible member of that community there and yesterday uh, Four of us were at the ribbon cutting for the new gear library. My family and I love to go camping, but when we look around at campgrounds, we don't see our city represented. And so it's uh, to walk through there and see that the incredible amount of equipment that's available now uh, is really exciting. It's going to make outdoor activities much more accessible to people in the city. I think that one of the things that I didn't say yesterday that I think is the most important is somebody to ask questions. And so it was good to meet the staff of the that are going to be staffing that. I'm also thrilled that it's in uh, Roosevelt Park Lodge. But um, the staff there, you know, when you're heading out on a new adventure, you got to just say, what do I need? And there's somebody there to process that with. So I just think that that's really exciting. And as a part of that event, there was a, a wonderful land recognition from... Um, Ron Yab, uh to commemorate Indigenous Peoples Day on Monday. So I just want to I'm thankful that uh, as a city uh, there were lots of events around the city and uh, commemorating that day and the people who were here first and uh, I hope that those conversations will continue and that we'll continue to learn in that conversation. I learned that there's no no word in in Ron's language for land uh, acknowledgement and so uh he acknowledged every living thing which I thought was a beautiful expansion and uh, and there's lots of opportunities to continue to learn about the people who are who were here uh, <laughs> first thanks
1: yeah thank you commissioner uh, commissioner Esassi
20: thank you mayor um, I just wanted to say a few things. One, um, personal point of privilege, uh, congratulations to the Latina Network of West Michigan that was start, started here in Grand Rapids and expanded across West Michigan who are celebrating seven years this week. Um, many people who are involved um, here at city and, and who serve on our boards and committees are involved in this organization. I think it's a recognition of um, you know just the continued uh, growth. Uh, what do we see? Uh, Thirty percent growth of the Latino community here in Kent County, and uh, from a 2010 to 2020. Um, I also want to highlight that this month is um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and with a number of homicides that have occurred over the years, many are domestically related, and so. You know, I know last week, last time we met, we talked about um, the funding not available uh, anymore for the DART program, which is especially concerning. I think, you know, all of us had had commented on that. So would like to, you know, continue to bring up that conversation point, uh, you know, especially we have a safe meeting coming up next week. And so that was one of the the pillars that was identified. Um, just those interactions, as it relates to intimate partner violence, domestic violence overall. And I want to say thank you to organizations like Safe Haven and YWCA and many others who work uh, because this is while this is something that people might say, "What are you doing in the city?" I think it's the city and other community partners um, to continue to reflect on um, domestic violence and domestic violence related deaths in our community. And uh, Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Repar, you took my my little thunder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I did wanna all too uh, recognize uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. I am feel very grateful that a friend introduced me to um, a brand in Seattle, 8th uh, Generation. I'm wearing earrings that have a hummingbird on them today. And their whole motto is the idea of inspired Natives and things that are not Native inspired. And as we go into Halloween and other, uh, other uh, areas of uh, like celebration, reminders that our culture are, are not costumes. And I want to end with this, this note that I um, found uh, social media uh, in relation to Indigenous Peoples Day. The single biggest thing, this is not my words, the single biggest thing I learned from an indigenous elder of Cherokee descent, Stan Rushworth, who reminded me of the difference between a Western settler mindset of I have rights and indigenous mindset of I have obligations. Instead of thinking that I am born with rights, I choose to think that I am born with obligations to serve the past, present, and future generations and the planet overall. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, City Clerk?
2: Just a brief update on some of the redistricting stuff that's going on. Um, the county apportionment committee, um, they kind of they were planning on being done last week, but they decided to um, just because some of the differences between their legal opinion and the state's legal opinion, they and they got a um a stay from the court of appeals to. To delay their maps but if you go to the Kent County's apportionment um, website you can see two different plans one it, one put out by the Republican Party one out put out the Democratic Party but it in, does increase commissioners from 19 commissioners to 21 commissioners um, and then the state has put together 10 different maps for public comment um, there's four congressional maps three state house maps three um, state Senate maps the state house and state Senate maps have the Grand Rapids area all the same all, all six maps um, the congressional maps have Grand Rapids pretty much the same, except that one map has Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids together. So they'll be having public hearings throughout, the, I think, six public hearings coming up. Um, there'll be one in Grand Rapids, I think, on October 22. Um, if you want to see a good representation of the maps, go to Br- look up Bridge Magazine. They did three good stories on um, all three things. So um, take a look at those if you have questions about them. There are, they're, they're taking public comment online, but they're also taking public comment um, at public hearings and then they're hoping to have their work done by the end of the year
1: yeah great thank you city attorney uh city manager
17: thank you mayor i want to express my appreciation to uh, all of you for the work that you've done today as well as the staff in preparation for uh, the meeting and i uh, also want to to highlight uh, the effort uh, that was uh, reported on this um, this afternoon at the Economic Development Project team of uh, the kind of uh, things the city is doing to seek additional uh, state and federal funding to continue to help us in our recovery. And also want to congratulate uh, the March Committee and and all the commissioners that were were part of that effort for this uh, historic day, so thank you.
1: Thank you, City Manager. I, I won't repeat what many of you have already said. Uh, I echo many of the comments made by my, my colleagues tonight. I I know several of the members of the March Committee are still in the audience with us tonight, and I'll just um, I know I thanked you this morning, but I want to just uh, say my thanks again for all of the hard work over the the many years and the work that you did through the pandemic to keep this moving forward. So, really, was proud to cast a yes vote today for the name changing uh, of those two important streets in our city and the intercrossing between the two. So again, just thank you for all your work. Uh, And Commissioner, thank you for your service on the county board. I uh, also want to uh, just reiterate what uh, Commissioner Sassi said about this being domestic violence awareness month. There are a number of events still happening in the community um, as we pause and remember those who have lost their lives to violence and interpersonal violence uh, and I too share the concern about the domestic assault response team and um, we'll continue to follow up with our city manager-in-chief to make sure that we have adequate resources to respond quickly and appropriately to victims of violence Um, And then and then commissioners two other things this week happening Um, tomorrow night we will be pausing to remember individuals who died in the line of duty um, in the fire department uh, And those who have lost their lives since they have retired So there will be a silent night memorial service tomorrow night uh, and chief layman will be there speaking And I know a number of other people will be attending So I just want to make sure I draw that to your attention Uh, and then tomorrow also uh, We'll be celebrating another movement forward in our work to make Grand Rapids an age-friendly city so this work was started about three years ago uh, and a lot of good work throughout the community has happened and within our planning department so I want to continue to to thank the planning department as they look at ways uh, both in our built environment and other ways that we can make sure that as people age in our city that they are supported and that we are an accessible city for them so um, tomorrow we'll be celebrating a grants that we received from AARP and some work being done in the Creston neighborhood uh, so I just want to say thank AARP and the World Health Organization they've been um, really instrumental in moving this work forward and coming alongside um, both myself and city staff and community partners to to do this work so I just want to say thank you and elevate that uh, and with that we will adjourn thank you